ladies and gentlemen, now hosting the Rizzo cast, put your hands together for Steven Rizzotto. What's going on, everybody? And welcome. Happy New Year. Happy 2024 to all you Rizzo cast listeners. It has been a pleasure. Uh, this is going to be year number four that we embark on this this journey together. And I, I can't be more thrilled with everything that's going on. Um, my name is Stephen Rosetto. I cover the San Francisco Giants for SF Bay, and I'm the host of RizzoCast, the podcast that features current and former big league players, coaches, fans, media, and others who are regarded as some of the brightest minds around the game of baseball. Today's guest is, well, there's an assortment of different guests. So if you're a longtime RizzoCast listener, uh, you know the series Why I Love the Game, which is something that I've done periodically. I'm not very consistent with it, but I'm hoping to change that consistency and make it kind of a regular thing here on this show where we have maybe a, an episode here and there where fans hop on the podcast and uh, tell their baseball story because everybody's got a baseball story. Uh, everybody's got an origin about how they followed the game, uh, family, friends, how they consume it. Um, just talking baseball. And uh, I, I shot out a message on Twitter and there's a lot of people that responded and I'm going to try to fit everybody in slowly but surely. I'm trying to respond to everybody and get in contact with everybody. But today's episode features three baseball fans who were brave enough to hop into the Rizzo cast world and uh you know talk for a few minutes um so we talked to addison cj and aj some really good stories mixed in hopefully you love this episode of why i love the game this is episode number six and let's get started all right welcome back to rizzo cast and we have our first victim i told him that he was my first victim and uh, he is coming on to the show and and what i do during the uh the new years usually is i have uh, a bunch of you know, fans come on the show. I don't have them on enough, and it's good to have Addison come on here. And Addison is a big Giants fan. Addison, what's going on? Happy New Year! You're the first RizzoCast guest of the new year, so that that's a badge I'm of so, honor. I feel so honored to be on the show finally after we talk about it all the time. Meet at a couple games. Happy 24 to you as well, my man. Hope it goes well for you today with all the other victims. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that said they want to do it, and there's still time. Reach out to me if anybody wants to come on and share their baseball experience. I'd be happy to kind of give the platform. That's kind of what I'm excited about. I've done this in the past. I haven't been been able to stick with it. I'm hoping I could do it this this time around. Uh, but yeah, no. First things first. Like, how did you get into baseball? Like, when did that begin for you? When was the passion? You know, I, I guess when did that start? Uh, well, it started when I was about five years old. My dad signed me up for Little League for T-ball back in the day, like 30 years ago. And ever since then, I've just loved it. Played my way through Little League, junior high, high school, and then no college. But I've always been around the game, and I just love it so much. And I just can't leave it. I mean, it's one of those things that just sticks with you forever. It's like sushi. I love sushi, so that's going to be around with me forever. So just can't ever leave the game, if you will. Yeah, so so you heard it on RizzoCast first. Addison says that baseball is like sushi. <laughs> I'm gonna make a t-shirt now. Never know. Make a bumper sticker if you have to. Exactly. And like what is it about baseball that like because you know, we we all have the option of being super fans for other sports, and I certainly watch and follow basketball and football too, but you know, it, it's not the same. I find it not being the same. Like why why is baseball different? I think it's just different because like you, I like football, I like base I like football, basketball. 
basketball. I like other sports, but baseball just sticks because all my friends like it too. And like we all connect on so many levels. They like their team. A buddy that likes the Indians, Guardians, but he's always going to be a tribe boy and he just loves it. I mean, him just talk baseball all the time. Like he's like, oh, you guys are going to get somebody. And I commended him because he got Steven Vogt as a new manager. And it just brings us together from across the country. I mean, baseball and basketball do that too, but there's more rivalries, I think, in baseball. Dodgers and Giants, or Dodgers and Giants, um, Boston and Yankees. There's just so many to name. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, and it's funny because, like, one, I guess one personalized for you is that you are a, like, Sacramento area guy, and you spend a lot of time at the ballpark in Sacramento watching the the Sacramento Rivercats. Um, and I just want to, because I know, I know that you, uh, you've had a blog too for a little bit uh and, and you converse a little bit with the players down there what has that experience been kind of going to a handful of river cats games and, and when did that start uh that started right before the pandemic i had a buddy reach out to me on twitter and said hey you want to cover a blog for the giants and i said yeah sure what do i have to do he's like just use your imagination and bring it to life so i pretty much just did that and i, I said do you have any players that i could hit up he's like no that's on you so, like, ever since, like, they just started drafting or signing players, I go on social media, find their social media handle, and just say, hey, I'm Addison, I run a blog, do you want to get an interview in sometime? And 100% of the time they say, yeah, or they're busy, which is fine, but we still FaceTime or talk on the phone, and hey, that's better than nothing right there, and I just love it, especially in the Giants system, because I'm in Sacramento, Roseville, but um, they come up through Sacramento, it's like, hey, I talked to you, remember me? Yeah, I know who you are, and then they go play in the big leagues, it's like, hey, I'm your number one fan now, because I rooted for you ever since you got drafted or traded over, so... Yeah, that that's really awesome. And and for those wondering, if if anybody listened to the Jay Jackson episode, this is the guy right here. Addison is the one that I give all the credit to for um for introducing me to Jay Jackson. So he's a good dude, huh? Jay Jackson Jay Jackson's a very interesting guy in a good way. Like he has a major story. Like he played overseas for a long time, then he came back and then he went back over there and then the Giants picked him up and he was one of my first interviews during the pandemic. And he's a solid, humble man. So, and then you just had a new baby, JR. We're rooting for you and everything. And Jay, I hope you can find a job soon. I mean, the uh, Blue Jays want to bring you back. Awesome. But the Giants would love to have you back, I'm sure. Bring yeah. that smile back to the Bay. Yeah, that, a really big smile. He was a really genuine guy. And speaking of genuine, who is the best interview you've gotten? Like, is there anybody that stands out, like excluding Jay Jackson, because we just talked about him? Who would be, <laughs> you were going to say Jay Jackson, or Jay, who, who yep. would be the best? Uh, well, he wasn't a giant. I mean, he had a knee surgery, probably Bruce Maxwell. Yeah. He was one of my favorites because he played for the A's and all that, which is fine. But then he's been playing in Mexico and now he's a coach down there and he's just all about the kids. And I love kids also. And I want to be able to be a baseball coach one day, but like, he's just all about the kids and how they develop into young men and ball players. Like he's a solid guy. So probably Jay Jack or yeah, Jay Jackson, Bruce Maxwell and Jalen Davis for sure. Top three right there. Jalen Davis, another guy who's former giant, uh, made the opening of the roster in 2020 for those that don't remember. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, one thing about you is like you, you have you have a new baby, of course. Like, how, how are you going to like transform uh, y- your baby's like allegiance into baseball? Because I feel like that's always a, a goal for like a father or a mother to kind of pass their their passions and traditions down. And like, are you going to uh, have you worked to like get that baby decked out in giants gear like taking them to games like tell me about how you're going to raise that kid a baseball fan because i know it's coming i know i know you're going to do a good job of that it's definitely coming when she was about a month old not even a month old she went to her first giants game so she went against the royals that opening day on saturday and she loved it she's been to a lot of river cats 
games and she loves them. She loves seeing Dinger. She loves seeing all the players. Like she, whenever there's a foul ball coming towards us, I jump for it. And then she puts her hands up. I'm like, you're not going to catch that, but I'll catch it for you. And there you go. But how I'll pass it down. She's going to play baseball. She'll play softball, but I want her to play baseball for sure. So I want her to get in the, um, I just play catch with her. I mean, she's only almost 10 months old, but mm -hmm. Hey, once she can pick up a ball and catch, then that's when it's all going to start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, if we go on Twitter right now, we could find like how, how successful the women's national baseball team is. So it's definitely a, definitely a big trend right now. And kind of always has been, uh, who's your favorite player? Like out of anybody, all that's time, they, or Giants? All, time, all time favorite player, you could go giants, you could go all time, whatever you choose. All time would probably be the kid, King Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. Just that swing. We all imitated it as kids playing wiffle ball, him and Gary Sheffield. But my all-time giant is probably J.T. Snow, just a humble guy, another guy I would love to talk to. I know you've talked to him, which is awesome. And when I read that interview and watched it, I'm like, man, Steven's a lucky man. But just J.T. Snow and King Griffey for sure are my favorites right there. Yeah, I would have loved to see Griffey in his prime. That would have been awesome. With the backwards hat. And didn't even Nike shoe deal, the backwards too. Hat, like he was one of the thumb. first. Yeah. So he, he's, he's a legend. Yeah, um, he's a good dude growing up in the 90s. Growing yeah. up in the 90s, watching them at home run derbies, it was just so awesome. And then playing them in a video game, it's like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I never got to see him play, which sucks, but oh well. Yeah, oh well. Um, what about when you're, when you're, you know, on a on a rainy day? It's been raining in the Bay Area recently, maybe California too. Rainy day, you're trying to find a good baseball movie. Like, which one do you turn to? 42. That's 42. 42 or Bull Durham. Both good ones right there because I interviewed a guy that was in the um, the race system and he played for the Bulls, which is pretty cool. Michael Plasmeyer and he told me what yeah. it's all about playing for the Montgomery Biscuits and everything. And I'm like, is that really a team name? He's like, yeah, it'd be funny if uh, we ate biscuits after ball games. Like, Dude, why didn't you? He's like, I don't know. We just never got to it. So <laughs> Plasmeyer was in a trade, right? Who was he dealt for? Uh, he went to where'd he go? He came from the Rays to the Giants and then he went to oh man, the Steve, Phillies. Oh, the Phillies. That's how we got Austin wins. That's right. That's right. Good call. That, and that, then that... he played one league. He played in one game during a world their World Series run. So he got a ring, bless his heart. But he hasn't been picked up. He's been been a free agent ever since. So, so he he got the Dan Ugla ring. Where you playing like just yeah, a, Dan a, a Ugla game. forever giant for those keeping track at home. Yeah, Dan Ugla. <clears throat> um, and then I guess finally before we we take off here, you know, bless you. You're blessed to be a Giants fan, right? The three championships in five years. That one stretch. Uh, there, there's a recent stretch where they've had some good moments. Like, what is your favorite baseball memory out of anything that you've witnessed? Is there anything that sticks out that you remember? Uh, anytime just going to games with my dad. I mean, we grew up going to the Candlestick when I was four years old. Like, just going to games, watching Niner games there too. But probably a doubleheader against the Reds. I felt what year it was, but it was against Candlestick, and I was awake for the whole time. Like, at four years old, watching a game, it's just like, man, this is a long game. But he's like, oh, there's two games. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. But then that's when I got introduced to doubleheaders. It's like, oh, they sometimes play two games. And then later on, me and him went to a doubleheader against the Reds at uh, AT&T Park. So, or Oracle, whatever you want to call it. It's always going to be AT&T Park for me. So, Yeah, you know, I thought that would be a harder adjustment, but I feel like I'm pretty good at calling it Oracle now. Occasionally, I'll slip up. Well, but... Yeah, it's always going to be AT&T, no matter what. Not SBC, not all that other stuff. It's always going to be AT&T Park. But if it, somebody calls it Oracle, okay. I can't put it past yeah. them because that's the actual name of it. So. It's funny. That's what the Pack Bell people said too, and I still, yeah, I, yeah. So like everybody's got their own era of Oracle Park. Or, oh shoot, see, <laughs> so AT and T Park, whatever it is. But um, well, AT and T South is fun to go to as well. Going to San Diego Padre game against the Giants—that's always a 
on mm, I don't know if they there, have that so. anymore. I don't know if they have that luxury of calling it AT&T South because that thing packs out. Mm, well, no, it's all Giants fans anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yep. Addison, this is a blast. I'm glad that you could hop on for a little bit. Um, and uh, I hope our listeners are glad to have rung in the new year with uh, you and I. And um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Always, always love following. Uh, and we should uh, next time I'm in, in the sack area, I'll definitely give a shout out. We'll definitely have to go to a game and probably go to a bananas game next time they're up too. Yes, they are, they are coming up. I have that on my calendar somewhere. I'm waiting on the status of tickets um, because um, myself, my co-host at the shutdown inning, Tyler Hall, we saw the bananas mm-hmm. up there and uh, it was awesome. And, uh, and uh, we would definitely go again. So. And I recommend yeah, for sure. it. it's a fun ballpark. Yeah, family friendly too. Yep, definitely. Uh, and where could uh, where could listeners find you on Twitter? Uh, go plug yourself. Uh, SF Giants fan eighty one. Why eighty one? I don't have a blog anymore, but I still talk to players here and there. So. Yeah. Why eighty one? What's the significance of eighty one? It's just my old football number, and it just stuck with me ever since. Perfect. Awesome. Say no more. And let's get on to the next guest. All right, and we are back on RizzoCast with our next guest. It is Colin from Alabama, and Colin is nice enough to take some time and step into our little fan spotlight that we've been doing on RizzoCast. And uh, Colin, man, what's going on? How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. I'm doing pretty good. Just got home from a little vacation with family and just getting ready for next semester as a college student. So doing good. Next semester as a college Me and you both. So I do want to ask, like, what are you studying? Like, give us a give us a glimpse into like college life before we get into some of the baseball stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently studying environmental science at the University of Kentucky, which, as people may guess, is not exactly related to baseball. But um, that's what I'm studying, and I may end up using that major. I may not. Um, but it's been it's been a really good experience for me so far. Could there be some baseball ties, though? Like, I, I don't know how it's related. I'm not a science guy myself, but, like, there's a lot of talk about the baseball, right? And, and like, the size and shape. Does that have anything to do, or is that something else? Is that, like, physics? I don't know. That would be more of a physics thing. I mean, I've done, like, reading on the side about some of the physics of baseball and pitching and even, like, a pop fly, you know, stuff like that. Um, But that doesn't really – I wouldn't run across that in any of my classes, no. Yeah, no that that was a that was a long shot question, but maybe maybe you'll be like in the mix of people that could save this planet from like climate change or whatever's going on these days. So <laughs> if you use it or not, but um, yeah, no, it, it's good to have you on, Colin. And I I do want to ask first and foremost, I know that you are a, a big Atlanta Braves fan, and we're gonna talk about that. But I first want to ask. How did you get into baseball? Like, what was kind of the starting point for you? When did you kind of fall in love, and when did that passion begin? Yeah, it's a. I love that question. I love talking about baseball because I love it so much. But I grew up in a baseball family. Um, my parents were Braves fans. They grew up in the TBS era, um, you know. So, growing up for me, we would watch baseball as a family pretty frequently. I remember a lot of like. Sunday nights in particular, um, we would sit down in the living room, watch games together. And so watching games there. And then I also started playing. I think I started playing when I was like three. I was playing T-ball as early as I could pretty much stand and swing a bat. And it was always probably my favorite sport. I played a bunch growing up, you know, kid who's always outside. I played 
soccer. I played a little bit of basketball, um, stuff like that. But baseball kind of stuck as the true one for me. Um, yeah, I think just getting to play and getting to grow up in a family that loves the game um, and then eventually learning to love the game on my own is kind of what got me to where I am. So is your household like fully on the Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones Hall of Fame train right now? Because like I know there's a lot of Braves fans that are wondering like why Andrew Jones and I know Billy Wagner maybe had less time there, but why Andrew Jones like is not in like does your family is your family on that hype train too? I mean, we would be. I, I don't know if the rest of my family is as invested in the ballot as I am, um, but my dad and I would both say like, yeah, Andrew Jones should have been in a while ago. Billy Wagner, I think, should be in. But I don't get a vote. No one asked me. So, yeah, I think maybe, uh, maybe more people that are not writers, and I say that as somebody that like would love to be a part of the BBWA. Uh, maybe some people should also have a vote, like broadcasters and stuff. I don't know. It seems like I look at a ballot on Twitter every day, and I just kind of shake my head about what I'm seeing. But um, yeah, we'll see. Andrew Jones definitely one of the best defensive if not the best defensive center fielder the game has ever seen. Uh, but what do you remember about some of those Braves teams? Because the Braves had, like, you know, a, a lot of good teams. that They they went through kind of a rebuild in the mid-2010s, but they still had some good teams. I remember the, the Braves playing the Giants in the 2010 uh, division series and Tim Lincecum just going off. But what are your memories from kind of the uh, the Braves teams of your, your youth? Yeah, I think... I mean, it's kind of funny. Sometimes I think back and my memory doesn't hold like I want it to. But I remember, like, I remember Simmons, uh, uh, who just tired one of the better defensive shortstops we've seen. Um, I remember the brief stint with the Upton brothers. I remember Fred Kimbrell and Freddie as they were rookies starting out. And I remember being a little younger, not understanding the concept of a rebuild. And so, like, when we started sending guys out, I was confused. I was like, why would we? why do we lose good players? This doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so like with that, not paying as much attention as I probably should have just because I didn't get what was going on. Um, but as we like kind of exited out of that rebuild, like 2017, 2018, when the team started being decent again, competing again, I like I the Nick Markakis, um, I think very specifically, hit a walk-off home run against the Phillies on opening day. It was either 17 or 18, and, like, I feel like that kind of a moment for me just kind of turned me back into the game, especially, like, following Braves baseball really closely. So I remember a lot of the players, maybe not the game specifically, but it was an interesting time for a kid who was unsure of what that all the trades meant, yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, like, me specifically, I 100% think that, like, I still think of Freddie Freeman as a Brave. Like, it doesn't register to me that he is a Dodger. It seems like something seems off about it. Like, when I picture him, and I was a big baseball card collector back in the day. I haven't done it in a while, but I still picture him as a Brave. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, definitely. He, being a guy that we we drafted and we produced and that he was willing to stick through that rebuild and be kind of a cornerstone. I feel like the the Braves are kind of baked into his identity as a player. You know, yeah, he's playing for the Dodgers now. And, yeah, we have Matt Olson, who I absolutely love. Just hit 54 home runs for us. That's nuts. It's great. But Freddie's a Brave. I think he'll go down as a Brave. He may even 
I don't know, come back on a one year just to retire with us or something like that. But yeah, for me, he's still a brave. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And and Olsen, you know, is good. I, I still think that, you know, maybe long term it's a better fit, Olsen. And and like you mentioned, he broke the uh I think that was what the single season team record for homers, which is absurd because the Braves have a pretty storied history. Um, but what about these last couple of years? Because these last couple of years the Braves have been thought of of like, you know, a very like model organization, right? They they produce, they develop. And they extend really early. Like Ozzy Albies has a stupid team-friendly contract. Acuna, stupid team-friendly contract. They do it without... Riley was the one that got paid, right? Uh, and there's a bunch of guys that that just... I mean, they go... The infield is the best in baseball and probably one of the best in baseball history in recent era. Like, tell me a little bit about what these last few you know years have meant to the Braves fandom, especially like, you know, 2021 when they, when they brought a title home. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I missed the era where the Braves won 14 division titles in a row. They had Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz on the mound. You know, and sometimes I look back at that and I go, man, I wish I got to experience that. I wish I got to live through that. And then I kind of stop and think and I go, I'm almost living through the modern version of that for myself. Um, looking back, you know, 2019, we lost to the Dodgers in the NDS, 2020 lost to the Dodgers in the NLCS. And so for me and like the following of being a Braves, I hate the Dodgers just straight up, man. And that, those were tough losses. So specifically in 2021 to like get over that hump and beat the Dodgers in the NLCS, go on to the World Series. Um, it's it's like an unrivaled feeling. I don't, there's not a whole lot of things that really comp to it. It's kind of crazy. Um but just have, like you said, the core's locked up. We have really good infield. We have stud outfield with Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna. They just acquired Jared Kalanick. I mean, guys we have for long term makes me excited for the right now. Like, the last couple seasons, we didn't get the ultimate goal. Okay, it's still fun seasons. And our future is really, really bright. And so, you know, I kind of feel like I'm getting to live that – that 90s Braves era just a little differently. Yeah, that's awesome. And I do want to ask, like, and I've asked, you know, a few people that are one person that has done this segment already, favorite player. Like, uh, everybody's kind of got their guy that they attach to. Is Do you have a favorite MLB player, I guess, currently, all time? Like, who who are some of your favorites, if not, you know, the favorite? Loaded question. Okay, so good luck. I, I think the like all time versus now is a little different. Um, I guess like as a kid, uh, Chipper Jones was still our big guy, and I loved Chipper. I wore number ten when I played in little leagues. I actually was at the game when he had his number retired by the Braves. So like Chipper as a kid, and now I would say it's really hard to pick just one. With so from the Braves, I love Austin Riley and I love Michael Harris. Um. Both guys that have come up through our organization, I've loved getting to see them develop and grow. Riley's swing is one of my favorites, which is kind of a weird thing. It's not super special. It's not pretty like Griffey was or anything, but I don't know, man. It's just fun to watch those guys play. Yeah, I I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying about the right-handed swing. I I get I get it about the the right-handed swings are underrated. I mean, they're 100% underrated. Um, 
how about a moment? Like, is there a moment that sticks out in like your baseball fandom where it's like, that was my favorite baseball moment? Because I we all have them too. So, is there anyone that sticks out? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the easy answer, you know, I could say Braves won the World Series was fantastic. It's an awesome moment. But actually, I would go a series back from that. Um, the 21 NLCS, when we were playing the Dodgers, we went up 3-1 again, just like we had the previous year. And then we lost game five. So now it's a 3-2 series. And I'm here in the talk. We're going to choke a 3-1 again. And I'm terrified. You know, like, I don't want that to happen. Not even just for, like, I don't want to lose baseball games, but I don't want that narrative. And here we are in game six. Um, What inning? I think it was the seventh inning. Uh, Tyler Matzik comes in for relief. Luke Jackson. We got Dodgers on second and third. There's no outs. I'm sitting here with my parents in my living room, and I'm going, there's no way we give up less than a run here. Maybe two, maybe more. It was just like sinking feeling I'm about we're we're going to choke this lead again Tyler Matzik comes in strikes out Albert Pujols strikes out Steven Souza strikes out Mookie Betts with and I just lost it in my house man I like that was the moment for me where I was like this is it like we've crossed that hump we got over this this one big obstacle and I mean man that was just my favorite I still when that video pops up on Twitter I'll watch it every time there were some dogs in that bullpen. Like Madzik had a great postseason. Will Smith, Jackson, like you mentioned, it wasn't um oh AJ Minter. Whenever I think of AJ yeah. Minter, I think of the the Texas A and M video where they I don't know if you've seen that where they <laughs> they uh, call down to the bullpen and they they have them warm up. I, I'll have to send it to you. It's a good video. Um, but yeah, they had some. They had a great bullpen. Uh, so yeah, those are those are really good, uh, really good moments that stick out. I'm sure. Um. Here, here's kind of a out there one. If you had to pick a favorite baseball movie, and I know that's switching gears completely. And again, loaded question. There's a lot to choose from. Any baseball movie that sticks out? Yeah, okay. So this one's tough. There's a couple that come to mind. And I think my answer might even get some criticism because, you know, there's there's definitely some classics that I'm not going to pick here. But I do love Field of Dreams. Um and it's honestly a little more for like kind of sentimental reasons. Uh, Field of Dreams was probably one of the first baseball movies I watched with my family. And then watching again as I get older and being a guy who played the game, doesn't play anymore, seeing, you know, Moonlight Graham is kind of the, the ideal character in this movie where he walked away from the game and he did something else. But he got that, you know, he gets that at bat. It's just very emotional about the beauty of baseball as a story baseball as an art not just as a game or entertainment but so much more than that and i think that really needs to me and that's probably why i would pick field of dreams over some others that people may love so i'll go with that that's a good one it's a good one and and i watched field of dreams last time when they had the field of dreams game just to kind of like you know i've seen it a few times but i hadn't seen it in a while until then and uh, i think they did a really good job with that game but uh no that's another good answer um and then finally like you know i you mentioned this and i'm gonna go back to it you mentioned you played so we need to get a call-in from alabama scouting report like what are the things you did well tell us like what position 
Give us a full-on scouting report. You could even use the 20 to 80 like scouting scale that they use. What was uh what was in the the toolbox for for calling the baseball player? Oh man, that is that's a good one. Okay, so I when I was younger, I was primarily a middle infielder. So I played shortstop and second base probably till I was about, I don't know, maybe eight or ten, maybe a little bit past that. Um, once I got to the point where like, you know, kids started pitching, I was a pitcher, not because I had great stuff or anything. I just could throw the ball in the strike zone for a little bit. And that was all you needed when you were eight and 10 years old. Um, and as I, so as I developed, got a little older, I played more in the outfield. Um, play, I played all three. I was primarily a center fielder though. Um, and so once I got to high school ball and a little bit of trouble ball, I was primarily playing outfield, maybe a util guy as like a backup infielder, but mostly in the outfield pitching, um, how the scouting report. Oh, dude, that's, that's tough. Okay. So the tools are it's hit field power, speed and run. Is that right? Let's do that. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) Power on a 20 to 80 scale. I might be like 30. (laughs) I am not it for power. Never bought of an actual bar, ball ballpark I played in. Could not, was not a big kid, am not a big kid. I was not a power hitter at all. But the hit tool, if you're thinking like contact, I would, you know, I would give myself, I don't know, what's, I think like a 55 is like a reasonable, maybe 60. I was a really good contact hitter. Didn't strike out a lot. Hit between like, 350, a little bit above 400. I mean, I get that to like my contact, maybe. I was a good fielder as well. Um, probably, I would say above average on the fielding. I, I was able to, as well, you take decent routes. Um, didn't I didn't have much of an arm by the time I was like playing high school ball because my shoulder was a little bummed out. Um, Never learned to take care of it. It's still messed up now. Story of a lot of guys who played. Um, what what were the other two? I've gone through three. Uh, I don't know. What were the other? base running? Running? Did we do that one? Were you fast? Base running. Okay. Uh, base running. I would maybe give like a like a fifty fifty five to. Um, I stole a lot of bases. Um, didn't get caught often. But I did occasionally make some stupid mistakes on the base path. I mean, I can think of one playing travel ball. I I thought I could get third base on a steal. Ended up making the third out at third. You just don't do that. And uh, so just, you know, occasional mental block. But other than that, I was quick. So say that. Let's see, hit, power, field, base throw. running. Oh, you you did throw, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of threw that put that in with the fielding, but I mean, I could, I could make good. I was like an accurate thrower. Like I could get the ball on a line, but it might balance. It might, I might do a one or two hop to get it there. So, yeah, I guess that would be the report as a position player. Man, that's a fun question. I like that. Yeah, the, the, I'm gonna use that a lot more. Uh, sometimes I break it out to like college coaches who like haven't played in a while. I go like, what were you like in in college or like high school? And they're like least expecting it but it's pretty funny uh so i had to i had to break it out again but um no yeah i i played through high school too 
and I was a PO once I got to high school because I couldn't hit. Um, and I, I just, yeah, no power. I just didn't use my lower body when I hit. <laughs> so it was like all hands. So like I could hit, but it just didn't go anywhere. Uh, and that was the problem. So I just like, you know what, let's PO and, um, through strikes and in high school, you only need two pitches to get through and it worked for me. So, um, yeah, the, this is awesome, man. Colin, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, it was a blast. And uh, best of luck to you and your future endeavors. And uh, hopefully, you had a good time. Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you bringing me on and giving me a chance to just talk about the game I love. So, thank you, man. Without a doubt. And uh, we will continue this series uh, coming up next. And see you then. We're going to take a break on RizzoCast, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, RizzoCast listeners, how are you enjoying the show so far? If you are enjoying the content and want more RizzoCast, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're also on social media, so follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at RizzoCast. Now let's get back to the show. All right, and we are back with AJ from St. Louis, and AJ is nice enough to take some time and be the next person on our segment, on our fan segment. And uh, AJ, what's going on? How you doing? Welcome. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I actually just got back from San Diego. Just came back out here from break, so you know it's it's pretty nice. It's actually kind of snowing outside right now. So nice. So, are you originally from the San Diego area? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am. This oh, is my yes. first year out here, actually. Yeah, so so for those that don't know, AJ is attending Maryville University right now uh, in St. Louis. And I have to ask, because that might be a little bit of a culture shock to see snow when you're from San Diego. A little bit of a different atmosphere. Tell me about it. Definitely a little bit different. I did grow up in the mountains out in San Diego, so it's it's definitely a lot colder out here. And I'm seeing a lot more snow, but I've seen it before. It's not nothing new, I would say. Just a lot more of it now. Awesome. A lot more of it. Still pretty cool though, getting a chance to to see that that Definitely. part of the country in uh um in, in St. Louis. Um so first off, I mean I, I've been asking everybody that's come on here the same kind of question, and I'll ask you the same question. How did you get into baseball? When did it become something that you know you kind of attached yourself to and, and how did it become a, a passion? So definitely, um, growing up, my my parents said I always used to watch baseball with like my dad. I'd bring my gloves, just go sit on the couch right by him, and just we'd watch games. I don't remember too much of that. The first thing that I remember getting me into the game of baseball, definitely, two thousand eleven, game game seven, game six, and game seven of the World Series. That literally just like I'm like, wow, this is baseball. This is crazy, man. David Freeze hitting that that walk off in game six. You know that was. That was magnificent, and it literally propelled me into playing baseball and to hopefully what I'm going to be doing now. So, yeah, that was one of the best World Series in recent history, maybe ever. And David Freeze had a big hit earlier in that game too, over the head of Nelson Cruz in right field, who was playing shallow in right field because he wanted to be there for the celebration that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. it never happened. The ball went over his head. The game went in the extra innings. I think Lance Berkman had a big hit, and then, like you mentioned, David oh. Freeze had the the big walk-off home run, and then Joe Buck had the famous call, we'll see you tomorrow night, kind of, uh, you know, his dad, his dad had that call years before. But, no, that's a great that's a great core memory. So who's your team? Like, if you had a team that you, you've been oh, rooting um, for? 
So it is very interesting because everyone kind of makes fun of me since I'm out in St. Louis now, but I am actually a Cardinals fan that grew up in San Diego. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely nice to be with my people now instead of just always the Padres fans, you know? <laughs> so is that one of the reasons why like Marysville looked like was kind of an attractive like destination for you just because, you know, you get to kind of go to more Cardinal games, I guess? Definitely, definitely one of the reasons. And then I have some family out here and then doing some research. They had a pretty good sports business program, which is what I'm studying in right now. Awesome. That's really cool. Like if you had a dream job in baseball, like would it be in baseball? Would it be in any other sport? Like what would be what would you use your sports business degree in? Definitely. So what I want to do right now is I'm I'm trying to reach out to a bunch of sports agents, see what it what it requires to become an agent. I want to work as a baseball agent, just help as many people reach their dreams as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's really cool. And we had uh, I think you and I talked a little bit about Tucker Ward. We had him on a while ago. Yeah. Um yes, sir, we did. And uh he was he was a lot of fun to have on this podcast. But that's cool. That would be cool, like represent some of the great talents in the game. Uh you don't really hear about that avenue of people wanting to get into the agency game. I know a lot of people want to get in the front office and, and decision-making, but not many people want to go and, and represent players. So that's, that's really cool. Um, And, and you have a history of, of playing baseball, if I'm not mistaken, right? I do. I do. I started actually like 2012, right after David Fries thing. I, I just knew I wanted to play then. Is so it still happening? I'm, I'm currently not playing anymore, sadly, but hey, you know, thing, things move on, things come to an end, and new opportunities open up, so so, um, definitely for me, baseball is very difficult, because you, you don't know this, but I was born with a disability called cerebral palsy, it makes it really difficult to use the left side of my body, body. Um, actually, when I was when I was first diagnosed, the doctors told my parents I would never walk, and I've had learning disabilities, you know, we, we overcame those for me, playing baseball, definitely a challenge. People always tell me I couldn't do things. And it was extremely difficult, right? Because I could only use half of my body when I was playing baseball. So um, I don't want to phrase this. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it like this. We, um, I had to figure out how I was going to be able to throw and catch a ball. Because if I can't use half my body, I had to figure it out. So originally when I was looking into playing, my dad was telling me to look up Jim Mabbitt. Don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a great pitcher, one-handed. Um, you know, um, so I was watching him for a little while, saw what he was doing with the glove. And then I was like, well, if he could do it, I could definitely find my own way. And I've always looked up to him as an inspiration, right? So for me, I throw and catch with the same hand now. Or uh, yeah, I throw and catch with the same hand. And it's just just very interesting and different experience, you know. That's an incredible story, AJ. And I'm glad that that you've come on here. I did not know that. Uh, I'm glad that you you saved that for the podcast to share because I think there's a lot of people out there that might be in the same boat wherever they are that that could overcome some obstacles. And I think you'd be a pretty good role model to to hear from. I do want to follow up on that because that's that's really incredible that you had you know a chance to to kind of teach yourself a different way of playing that, that best suited you. So what was like the support system that you got, or maybe, maybe not a support system, maybe some challenges along the way. And, and, you know, with your teammates uh, and your coaches, what was that support system and that, that challenge like to kind of comprehend with, with everybody around you? Definitely interesting and definitely unique. I would have to say, because I grew up in a really small town already. So I kind of knew everyone that I'm playing with and like all the parents and all the adults, 
but I, I still got these people out there that telling me that I couldn't do things, which, you know, especially when you're younger, it really hurts. And it's really difficult because you're like, well, maybe I can't do these things, you know, maybe, maybe it's not, not for me. Maybe there's something else out there, but uh, eventually over time, I just kind of thank my parents because they told me just use it as motivation, right? Prove these people wrong, prove these people that, that I can do them. And uh, if you work hard enough, you can really do anything you want. So like for me, I remember hearing that and it, it hurt me at first, but I just kept working and working and slowly kept getting better. And and you're obviously older now. And, and I do want to ask, like, when you still hear that stuff, because I'm sure it, it might come up every now and then, maybe not like it once did when you were still playing, you know, baseball and playing sports. But is it still like used as motivation to keep going with not just baseball, but whatever you're doing? Because I'd imagine that's tough to hear. But at the same time, like you mentioned, your your parents kind of taught you to use it as fuel. So d- does it still happen every now and then where you get told no and you're just like, oh, let's let's prove them wrong? Definitely, definitely. I don't think it happens as much anymore, right? Because I, I found ways to do things that that are unique and I, I'm just capable of doing these things now, but definitely still happens from time to time. And then I just look at them and I'm like, watch me, I'll find a way, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that's really awesome. And and again, I appreciate you sharing that story. And um is there anything like is is there any like I don't know how to phrase this, but is there any was there any like was there an aha moment that happened throughout your baseball career where it seemed like it was impossible but you ended up getting it done was there any of those moments that that were mixed in because i'd imagine like jim abbott had a tough time like jim abbott's aha moment was obviously i think he threw like what a perfect game or no hitter and that was a huge moment that kind of opened everybody's eyes uh, to what Definitely. he can do, but what, was there a moment for you that everybody kind of just, you know, had their eyes open and, and, you know, you've kind of impressing them. Um, um, I wouldn't say impressing anyone else. I would say more impressing myself, right. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm really always only focused on what I was capable of, but I was always struggling as a hitter, right. Because I couldn't use half my body. So it was basically using the front half of my, my body. When I was younger, I started batting right-handed because I'm just naturally right-handed. But then over time, a coach had me switch to left-handed because I could use more of my right side of my body as like um, power if I was switched over. So I, I definitely did that. And um, it, it's I still struggled to hit. I struggled to hit all the way throughout high school. And luckily, I went to a small high school, so I was able to play there. But I just continued to struggle to hit. And finally, my senior, like my junior and senior year, was COVID. The COVID years got to play a little bit. I I found this um hitting coach, shout out to Coach Jay. Um, he, he just helped me. He worked me through everything, and he just treated me treated me like everyone else. He made sure that I was able to do anything. And by that time, I was hitting the ball um pretty far into the outfield, like maybe halfway, which. Before, like my first two years, I could get like ground ball singles up through the infield, but I wasn't hitting like line drives or anything. So definitely just just going to see that coach and he changed my perspective and showed me that I I could do everything, too. So definitely that. And talk about like the team aspect, like the camaraderie that you formed with your teammates, because I know I played in high school as well. That's as far as I got. I didn't play past my senior year. And I always felt like the guys that I played with, I still talk to them to this day. We're in a group chat. We're in fantasy leagues together. We go bowling before Christmas every year. We see each other a lot. So what was that camaraderie like for you to experience, you know, in in high school baseball and throughout your career? So um, 
our our high school our high school team was actually a bunch of like just random kids because we went we went to a really tiny high school i think my fresh i didn't play freshman year but my junior year we had eight kids on our team and we had to just go find a random a random kid to be a ninth so we we were pretty close we were all pretty close together because we all grew up knowing each other so uh, the group bond was always always there, I think, and we always just made sure that we were working hard and finding the best way to do things, and just, just making it work. I think our um our sophomore year would be my sophomore year. We went to um playoffs, and then we went as well our senior year, just because junior year COVID got canceled, and we were facing some pretty big schools out there, and we had to almost beat them a few times. So definitely. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you kind of the floor, like if if uh, anybody were to have any misconceptions, like I know there's a lot of misconceptions about multiple dis- disabilities and uh, whether it's physical, whether it's, you know, learning disability. What are some of the myths that you are here now to debunk? Like, is there anything people get wrong about, I, you I, know? Yeah, go ahead. I just think that definitely for for disabilities, right? It's 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 not really that they can't do anything. It's that people choose what they want and cannot do. So it's it's all about how much work you want to put in put in and like, it's all about how much you're willing to do, right? So even somebody that doesn't have a disability, if they're not willing to put in the work, they're not going to be able to accomplish it. It's about what you want and it's about what you're willing to do to be able to get there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's that's mainly it. always been it for me because I always see people with disabilities accomplish way more than people that are physically always able. Right. And they because they want it more. So. And screw the haters. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Right. Screw the haters. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> before we, we wrap up, I want to ask uh, just a few general questions. You mentioned the David Freeze home run. And you mentioned being a Cardinal fan. Um have you had a chance to get out to like Bush Stadium at all yet? So um, I've been working a lot since I've been out here, but I did get to go once. It's pretty, pretty great experience, actually. This is a beautiful field. St. Louis is a beautiful city. And just the the vibe, the the everything there is immaculate, I think. And then, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah did, so. did you ever did you ever go to Petco when you were there? Probably a lot, huh? Petco. I went quite a few times. Beautiful state, beautiful stadium. I just, just yeah. Um, there's just not a lot of people there generally. I, I think it's picked up the last couple of years because they've been doing a lot better. But when I used to go, there was just not a lot of people there. Yeah. The fans are always really nice there, though. So. Yeah, and it's a good spot for a ballpark. I, I like the area where where Petco oh, yeah, is, it's but beautiful. Yeah, beautiful area. Um, is there any like, and I've been asking people this too. Is there any like baseball movie that sticks out that you like? Kind of like a, I, there, there's a lot to choose from, but I always like to go with you know, Major League, The Sandlot. I like Moneyball. What are some mm. of the ones that stick out to you? So definitely, growing up, I always used to love The Perfect Game. I think that's what it's called. I haven't seen it in a while. The the team where. Where are they from? It's a, a city in Mexico. They yeah. are like a bunch of nobodies. That, and they, they went all the way to the Little League World Series and won the whole thing. I haven't seen that in a long time. But growing up, that was one of my favorite movies. And then more recently, besides the bad acting and like the baseball part, The Rookie is a really, really phenomenal movie. It's just they can't throw baseball in that movie to save their life. But, you know, phenomenal movie and phenomenal story. Like I said, just never give up and just keep fighting for what you believe in, you know, so. Yeah, that that's a good one. That's an underrated one, the rookie. A lot of people don't answer with that. 
Um, and uh, I always ask like for people's favorite baseball moment. Uh, and you might have answered that it is the David Freeze walk off homer. Is that right? Def definitely. That's what brought me into baseball. That's what brought me into the great sport, and hopefully keeps me here. You know, so cool. Those exciting postseason moments. I've heard a few times from people like they're enough to get you know people fans for life. And I feel like the baseball postseason has only picked up interest and uh, it's going to continue to get better. Uh, but what do you envision for the Cardinals this upcoming year? I mean, they uh, they added a little bit to the rotation. They still have Paul Goldschmidt. They still have Nolan Arenado. What are we uh, looking for for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2024 after a really, really unlike unlikely bad year, I guess, last year? Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to see them compete. You know, I moved out here. It was a rough year last year, so... I came out here. I want to go watch a postseason game. So hopefully, you know, we get to the postseason, get to watch a postseason game at Bush. That'll be a that would be pretty amazing experience. You know, never got to watch a postseason game living in San Diego. So just yeah. want to hope hope they make the postseason, and we'll see what happens because anything can happen once they get there. You know. Yeah, once you make the postseason, it's a total crapshoot, and uh, and St. Louis is you know, they have a history of just winning. And I think last year was the first losing season in like 15, 20 years for them. And just a very strange thing to see that happen. But uh, I think they'll be back. The, uh, the national league central should be, should be uh, pretty wide open. Uh, and finally, before we wrap up, uh, is there any favorite players that you have in the game of baseball? Anybody that, that catches your eye as someone you like watching that are currently playing or of all time, all time, go for it. All time. Um, I would say Albert Pujols growing up, right? David Freeze. And then I just like the stories that I've heard of Stan Musial because he's just an icon and he grew up out here and people just talk about him all the time out here. So definitely interesting. Jim Abbott, because I look up to him. He's one of my idols. Um, And then... One of these days we'll get Jim Abbott on the on the podcast and then I'll invite you on Jim and Abbott, then you can Jim, ask him some questions. I'm, re I'm reading his... um. I guess it's a biography. It's written by him and another person. I'm reading that book right now. It's I've really read that good. book too with Tim Brown. Yeah, it's a good one. Yes. Uh, it's a very yes. good one. Amazing book so far. Amazing book. And then, yeah, I think currently playing, I definitely like Paul Goldschmidt and then Bryce Harper because they're like, they're two opposites, right? Goldie's just like, he's just like chill guy. He just like focuses on his craft. Bryce Harper's like loud. And he wants to like show off a little bit. And I, I like both styles. So it, it just, I think they're both really good for the game. Right. So are you an advocate know. of bat flips and celebrations? I think they're really good for the game. I think, especially if you want to grow into the younger audience, you got to have that kind of stuff. So definitely. I good answer. You? Good answer. No, I agree. Okay. I agree. I think, I think, uh, I think they're really good for the game. I think they're exciting. And uh, the only thing is that I think the celebrations directed at like the other team could kind of like get, you know, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of that, but if like you're bat flipping and you hit a ball five miles, you deserve to flip the bat. You deserve to take your time around the bases. You deserve to, you know, do all the showboating in the world if you hit a ball five miles. And if the opposing pitcher doesn't like it, then just don't throw that pitch be, the next time. You, be know, you better, gotta pitch yeah. better. Be better. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, but I, I think it also it also just helps us grow the game right because I know baseball is kind of a dying sport especially with the younger generation and I think just having more interesting and hype moments like that that are easier to like clip and post on social media just help grow the game like I think a lot of what Manfred 
Manfred's doing right now. He's not doing great things for the mm-hmm. game. I think it will grow the grow the game in the short, the short, like how do I say that? The shortcoming? Is that the right word? Either way. In the, the short, short term, yeah. Yeah, the short term. But but in the long term, it's, it's gonna ruin the game. Cause like I've noticed just going to a few games, it feels nicer in in, in like person, but if you're watching on TV, you just miss so much. So yeah, no doubt. And and I, I think the uh you bring up a good point about social media where everybody as we get older our attention spans are constantly like the the average attention span is going down every single year every single decade and um we're at the point now where our youth get their information via instagram and 30 second videos so something that sports center posts about bat flips could go a long way so we're at that time now um which is uh, pretty interesting but also a challenge for people like myself in media or people trying to break in but uh, I think it'll be all good, but um, yeah, I mean, AJ, man, I really appreciate you coming on here um, and, and kind of sharing your story. It was pretty awesome to hear someone who has overcome a lot of cool um, obstacles to kind of, you know, just feel comfortable with yourself, you know, especially on a baseball field where there's a lot of pressure by, you know, not just that you put on yourself, but also your teammates and everybody and I think it's just a really cool story. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all of that. Thank you for having me out, man. And I want to say one last thing. Like Jim Abbott is basically saying, you feel like a normal person on the baseball field. You know, you, you feel like you belong. And that's that's how I feel like it felt for me. And that's why I want to be an agent, just help other people achieve their goals and find out what they can do on a ball field. And we'll figure out what goes from there, you know? Absolutely. Have you ever seen the show? Um, have you ever seen the show Ballers? It was on HBO. I, yes, I watched it like two months ago. It was pretty good, man. Yes, it was on HBO a few years ago, and I'm just imagining you being like one of the advisors in that show. So, um, I think, and and then once you once you do, we're gonna we're gonna have you back on, and we're gonna talk about how you just got Jackson Holiday like a five hundred million dollar contract or something like that. Okay. Shoot for the stars, am I right? Shoot definitely. for the stars. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And uh, you, you definitely have a positive attitude, which is very admirable. So uh, I think that's going to get you definitely a long ways. But uh, anything you need, man, let me know. And I'm I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely uh, going to start looking into Jim Abbott, bringing him on, because <laughs> that would be a good podcast, I think. Would be. I'll definitely be there to watch that one. Much love. Thank you for having me out, brother. Absolutely, man. And uh, where can people find you? Are you on social media? Do you want to kind of plug yourself a little bit? Um, definitely. You can follow me at AJ Schockner at on Instagram. And that's that's yeah. Just follow Perfect. my journey. We'll see what happens, man. Perfect. Then everybody could go ahead and take a look at the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Rizzocast. TikTok too. I got to start plugging TikTok. We're on TikTok too. We post some clips, and then. Um, spotify apple podcast if you like the podcast please leave a review we don't have too many of those so go leave some and uh, subscribe on there and do all that fun stuff and thank you everybody for listening and have a great day